0: warned you about. That's right, it's the Dr. Tommy Show. Glad you're here. Welcome welcome to your uh Ultra MAGA podcast, broadcasting from the free state of Florida where we are joining you live in uh, Tampa, Florida from the Echelon Health Studios. We're here with Tracy.
1: Good morning. Or no good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. We just made it into the afternoon and then we're uh, happy you're here. If you're not uh, subscribed already, please go ahead and subscribe on Rumble or wherever you want to listen to on the podcast. We're live on Rumble, but we're also delayed on Rumble, and we're also available on any of the podcasting platforms that you'd like to have. So thank you for joining us, and thank you for listening to a independent podcast put on by uh concierge medicine specialist here in Tampa. This year is our busiest year ever.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And we are, uh, we are having what... We had more people, I think, joined this year than we've had ever in the history of the, mm-hmm. of the practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. I think it's because of, a lot of it is driven by COVID.
1: A lot of it is driven by COVID.
0: People are uh, listening or people are fed up with the uh, bureaucracy of, of medicine.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, people don't want to continue wearing the mask into the doctor's office, number one. Number two, doctors don't want to treat you. Yeah. If you're unvaccinated,
0: mm-hmm.
1: number three, when you call a doctor's office, you can't you can't even you can't even speak to them.
0: Yeah, but here we don't have any of those problems. So if you're no. if you're in the area and you want to come in and talk to us, we'll be glad to talk to you and you know, set up a complimentary consultation. Ultra MAGA, but that doesn't mean we only take Republicans, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's this misconception. Everyone, there's misconception. I think if you're uh, have an ultra mega podcast that you're some type of uh, exclusionary person, but the actuality is is that our practice is free and open. and that's mm-hmm. our motto is patient freedom. And mm-hmm. it's whether or not you believe the way we do is not mm-hmm. important. What's important is you believe in freedom for yourself first of all, mm-hmm. and freedom from healthcare bureaucracy, and freedom from um, a prying eyes of uh, insurance companies that want to tell you that you can or can't have this type of treatment. So that doesn't that can cross any boundary. Mm-hmm. I think I think it doesn't have to be just a, a certain political bent or any political no, bent. I think most to- of the people mm-hmm. that join are not even political.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do have a we have Democrats. I know we have some that um, you know are more Democrats. We have yeah. some that are Republicans. Yeah. We have some Independents, and we have some Libertarians.
0: And we make them wear a special button. No, we don't do that. Mm,
1: <laughs> wear a tag when they walk in. No. And we have Christians and Jewish people. And and we have atheists and Catholics, yeah. and you know, just all types of religions yeah. and and backgrounds.
0: And, and see, we're a diverse practice because I am, as far as I know, I'm the only non-white. Concierge doctor in the area, and I aren't I?
1: Um, well, oh, um, actually,
0: actually, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, concierge in, doctor in the DPC. area. Are you talking about? Ludes, I'm talking about Greater Tana? Tampa Bay.
1: Okay. Well, one of our patients was seeing um a doctor in Clearwater, who was yeah, a but female. she was DPC. Oh, okay.
0: So anyway, then
1: yeah, probably we
0: are diverse. <laughs> we are the most diverse ultra mega uh, concierge practice in the in the in the central Florida. I'll put mm-hmm. it that way.
1: I mean, there's really not that many concierge doctors, so
0: no, and there's not um, many. Uh, yeah, there's not many concierge mm-hmm. doctors. Yeah, you fine. can
1: get a DPC doctor really everywhere.
0: I mean, now you can. Yeah, it they're used everywhere to be that way. now. Mm-hmm. You can. A lot of people don't even know the difference between DPC and concierge medicine. The difference is mostly in volume. It's kind of the same bent as far as uh uh eschewing uh bureaucracy, but the the model I mean, sorry, the difference is based on volume, I think. Uh
1: that's part of the difference, yes. Um also they might charge, you know, I've been on different D P C websites, so sometimes they charge for texting after hours. Right. And um not you don't always get to speak directly <clears throat> with the physician. You leave a message with, you know, the nurse. Mm-hmm. Um and then um you might be charged for miscellaneous you know procedures right you know mole remover right they may
0: they may do like a, a base fee and mm-hmm. then like a la carte type stuff
1: right and then most of the time with dpc you have a um, membership fee a joining
0: fee and a, and a registration fee mm-hmm. and i think the main thing is that concierge or sorry direct primary care do not take insurance
1: they do not take insurance that's the no. main
0: thing and uh concierge medicine we do not take insurance right radley griffin does not take insurance uh whoever else but there are some out there that do take insurance and so mdvip for instance you take insurance you get your copay you pay your copay and then on top of that you pay this other fee and then that gives you the concierge treatment
1: right our concierge treatment
0: is just everybody gets concierge treatment right you can have insurance you don't have to have insurance we don't use it you can use it for your labs your imaging fees or Mm -hmm. your imaging whatever right and then there's some DPC practices out there that want to make a big difference about well you know the, the concierge practices they they are charging you insurance that's not true we don't and yeah. Radley doesn't and so there's some out there that doing some other there that, that don't and I think DPC is fine for some people and concierge is fine for some mm-hmm. people I don't I don't begrudge anybody for choosing DPC over concierge or for that matter for staying in the insurance world it's just whatever floats your boat
1: right whatever works for you and your family
0: Anyway, whatever floats the boat of uh, the people who are landing here illegally in Florida, if they want to go live in Massachusetts, then does Ron DeSantis has made that.
1: He'll send you away. <laughs>
0: he'll, he'll help you out. This is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. This is from WFLA. I heard this on the way in the work. It says, DeSantis claims he flew dozens of migrants to Massachusetts. Not only does he claim he did it, he did it. Because the people of Massachusetts will tell you he did it.
1: I read that. I think there was only really 50 people.
0: There was two plane loads.
1: Yeah. And I've read that it's 50 people. It's really not that many if that's really the case. No, but... There's going to be more than that, don't you think?
0: They're Venezuelan. It says, here, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says he sent two planes full of migrants to Martha's Vineyard as a program... (laughs) It's part of a program, he calls it, to, quote, transport illegal immigrants to sanctuary destinations. The group of approximately 50 Venezuelan migrants, some of them children, were taken to Martha's Vineyard Regional High School where they were given snacks and shelter.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they did pass something in Florida. So I think 12, I don't know if it's billion or million dollars, was set aside to allow for this.
0: Yes. For They're using transportation funds. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm says DeSantis' office is given Fox a statement that says, States like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country Mm -hmm. by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as, quote, sanctuary states, and support Biden's administration's open borders. That's amazing. That's really a, a master stroke.
1: I mean, think about these people. They're going to an island.
0: I know. They're going to Martha's Vineyard.
1: I know. They're going to an island full of
0: rich people. Full of rich people and full of people like Barack Obama, the I would, Kennedys. I would think these people... Um, they're going to love it there.
1: I, I mean, if they're coming from Venezuela, Hell sure. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, they I would mean, love it in El Paso. But imagine getting into El Paso, and then they say, hey, do you guys want to go to New York City? You want to take in a show, mm-hmm. ship them off there? <laughs> they stay in hotels in New York City. Mm-hmm. And now here they are coming in from, from Florida, coming out of Florida, and we're like, hey, have you ever seen Martha's Vineyard? Do you even know what it is? And they probably don't know. You say, have you heard of the Kennedys? I don't know. Well, have you heard of Barack Obama? Yeah, yeah, we heard of Barack. He lives there. You might even see mm-hmm. him I know in your might new invite, home.
1: He might invite them over for dinner.
0: He should invite them over for dinner. I mean, that's the big swim thing in his to do. Pool. That is, yes, yeah, swim in his pool, eat out of his refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got four I mean, mansions. At really? Least,
1: I mean, if you if you're in a sanctuary city, why not just open door policy for everyone?
0: And that's you what know? they do say. They do say that. Yeah, so, I can't wait to
1: see what happens. I mean, I know. Well,
0: it's only been I know what's happened so. already. Uh, they are pissed off. In uh, Mar- why
1: would they be mad?
0: Because <laughs> they don't. Oh, I don't, ha- I don't know if I have it on me, but uh, there was one that said. Uh, or they said that DeSantis is using these people as political pawns.
1: Oh, uh, I don't think so. I think yeah. he's just doing what they're asking for. They're saying, open the borders. And why would you have a sanctuary city if you don't want you know people to come to you and stay in your city?
0: Because they're full of crap. Because what they want is to appear to be big hearted uh, and full of compassion and at the same time, want these people to only go to the, st- the states where-
1: Yeah, like outside our house maybe? right.
0: Yeah, they want, they want those people to go to Texas. They want those people to go to all these border states, Arizona, even California. They don't want them coming into New York. And they don't even want them in California in the places where these liberals live. They don't want, uh, I mean, San Francisco, they have enough problems already. They don't need mm. any migrants. They have enough problems with their uh, third world type yes. living situations already. I mean, you want to see real slums? Yeah. Google that one time. Yeah, Google terrible. living on the street in San Francisco.
1: It's terrible. I watched a video recently and uh, the people in the streets literally look like zombies.
0: And they're all strung out, addicted yes. to drugs, defecating in the streets. Yeah. Needles everywhere. It's terrible. And this is the thing is back to this point about, you know, this, is, this isn't funny. and This isn't just uh talking about as part of a program. But the Democrats really do have a program of incentivizing illegal aliens to come here. Illegal mm-hmm. immigrants, illegal aliens, illegal migrants, whatever. People who are not legally coming in here the 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 way they're supposed to, the way that we know people who have paid money, good money to do still and are still pay, paying good yeah, money.
1: Still paying money. Still
0: showing up to the immigration services and talking to those people and mm-hmm. you know still doing everything the right way. They're, this is a different way this is a way you can just show up and then be accepted into this society and then before you know it you know after you've got all of your benefits they're going, pretty soon they're going to try to make them voters so mm-hmm. that's the whole big thing
1: mm-hmm. our patient that just left yeah his brother and son I mean they've been probably they've been going through immigration process for I would guess five years yeah five years
0: and thousands and thousands of dollars Yes, there's a thing. lawyer on retainer, doesn't he?
1: Yes, he has a lawyer on retainer and um so some of the family is going back to going to Egypt yeah. to visit family and he can't go. So he's not allowed to go right now because his visa won't allow him. Oh. Uh. So, um, well, well, if he goes if to
0: Egypt and then comes back in through the southern border, he'd be fine.
1: Yeah, he would be fine. They they maybe might take him to New York or wherever. <laughs> he might go, end up at
0: Martha's Vineyard.
1: Could go on a little mini vacation. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, they're doing it the the legal way, and it's been an ongoing process for five years.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, the the thing is, is too the the way they have these 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 programs, these illegal alien welcome to America programs. Have you seen these stories about these coyotes dropping these children off? They've every mm-hmm. now and then the Texas Border Patrol will find children wandering in the desert. This is terrible. It is, yeah. How many kids have died? How many? They send these girls uh, on these trips. They send them with Plan B for when they get raped, because they know it's going to happen. You heard yeah. of that? Oh yeah. I it's read disgusting. About it. it's terrible. And they drop these children off in the desert. How many have died? How many people have drowned in the El Paso? Uh, I know. And Rio people will
1: say, "Well, you know, they're they're getting away from you know a terrible life." Okay, that's that might be true, but to send your daughter with a gr- bunch of grown men, yeah. um, you know, strangers with the potential of getting raped.
0: Yeah, well, but I'd
1: rather be poor and live with my mom and dad, you yeah. know.
0: And I would rather my child be poor and live with me than being right. raped, right? And they're saying, well, you know what they're doing? They're making cartels great again because what they're doing is these cartels are booming, business is booming because they are—that's their business—is mm-hmm. smuggling people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really insane if you stop to think about it, and the way they try to push themselves. And this is a perfect—and the reason why this is so wonderful is because this is a perfect example of. I don't even think you want to call it unintended consequences. I think you call it uh, reality is because what happens is when they have these programs, these incentivizing people to travel illegally, they really don't want those people here. They just want the voters here, but right. they don't want them in their yard. They don't want to take care of them. They don't give a sh- crap about them. Mm-hmm. They don't care if they get if a few of them die in the desert. So long as at the end of the day, they're going to get some more votes about 10 years down the road. Mm hmm because what happens is these people come and let's let's say that they're not let's say these people that come let's say 50% of them never get um, to vote because by the time they pass the law they, they just don't get to the vote. Mm. Their children do, though. Right. And see, what they do is they inculcate them in this, in this, in this cycle, the poverty that we've all seen, you mm. and I have seen, where you're on dependency on these programs generation after generation. And it's generational poverty. Mm. And that's what they're enslaving these people into is just generational poverty. And then they think they're going to sl- enslave them in the generational voting for Democrats. Mm. But what's happening is there's actually been a movement of uh, Hispanics which they take as this monolithic group like they do everybody, blacks, Hispanics, uh, gays, whatever you want to call it. They take trans, transgenders. They all take them as a monolithic group and say, look, you belong to us now. Mm -hmm. We've accept you've accepted, we've bestowed upon you victim status. And now you are in part of our big tent and we're going to fight for you. But now you have to vote Democrat. But anyway, the Hispanics, they say are are moving uh, to the Republicans in big numbers. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. Yeah there's some more stuff here about the chicago mayor uh she got some and uh mayor lightfoot and she sent them off to the suburbs <laughs> what this is from western journal chicago mayor made big show of accepting te- texas bus migrants and immediately ships them somewhere else yeah
1: so she kept them in chicago
0: no she sent them to a suburb Uh, 64 of 175 illegal immigrants sent to Chicago were soon sent to a Hampton Inn in the suburb of Burr Ridge with no notice to officials. And it says... It says this is somebody who lives in the place where she was sent sent them. She goes, we're happy for people to find freedom. However, it's hypocrisy for the mayor of Chicago to complain about the governor of Texas when she's doing the same thing and sending them here to the Republican suburbs.
1: Yeah. Well, we know that um, the Democrat governors, they're full of crap.
0: Yeah. Uh, Uh, you know, these companies, this is something from, um, Axios. It says companies are dropping vaccine mandates. It says some companies are rolling back mandates for employer COVID vaccines, but here are a few, but fewer making official statements. Well, it matters. Employees are trying, employers are trying to reduce any barriers to entry for new hires, says Aaron Grau, co-founder of Charter. A media and services company who's hearing from executives that who are dropping their mandates. The requirements are expensive, time-consuming for employers, and another reason to stop. She says,
1: "You know, they their um, United Healthcare. You know, the, the what's the? Trying um, think who? Optum. Optum. They um, next week they will no longer officially. Next week they will no longer be testing.
0: Really, it's mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Yeah, I found that out today."
0: Well, I think it's coming, and I think it, I think they mistimed their vaccine booster. They should have come out with that booster before, because now that's the main impetus for people to get vaccinated is to save their job. And now mm-hmm. that they're not going to have this mandate, a, a lot of places are not going to have it. Their booster sales are going to go down. Now they have to rely on the government to make these boosters like part of a daily shot regimen or right. a yearly shot regimen. Right.
1: It, yeah, it's going to be part of the yearly shot regimen, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and there, this is this is another thing about that. This is this is the Navy. This is from Fox News. Navy Navy quietly rolled back punishments for SEALs seeking religious exemptions to the COVID vaccine. So they had this filing, and they said that the COVID vaccine, um, they they said that if you didn't get the COVID vaccine, that you were deemed medically disqualified from being deployed but then they filed this amendment to the lawsuit and it says cuz these these seals sued the navy to say look we need to, we we deserve uh, to to have a religious exemption and it says that those uh, on behalf of 35 active duty seals and three reservists seeking a religious exemption but then they filed something It says a communication order was circulated by the navy on May 23rd with the subject uh, NSWC close out to Trident Order Number Twelve. The order rescinds reference A. Reference A is about the uh, about basically saying that they're medically unfit, so they're kind of slowly walking this back.
1: I think also companies are they're seeing other companies get sued yeah so nurses um you know hospital staff they're they're like like 20 30 people are suing the mm -hmm. hospital and they're winning yeah and the hospital is going to be paying out millions of dollars so i think companies are thinking we better we better backtrack a little bit yeah and you can take a cruise now too unvaccinated
0: yeah, out of U.S. Mm-hmm. I think if you still go to Canada, or I actually looked it up because I was looking for us for a cruise, mm-hmm. and if you go to Canada or Bermuda, I believe it is you still have to have a vaccine.
1: Okay.
0: Hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. You don't have to have a vaccine. You have to have a vaccine or a proof. No, wait. You have to have a vaccine. Okay. And if you go to if you if you cruise out of America you still you don't have to have a vaccine but you still have to show them that you have a negative covid test.
1: Right, but if you're vaccinated you do not have to show a test.
0: Which actually makes more sense that you would have to show a negative covid test in light of the fact that covid right. vaccines don't prevent covid. Mm. So, it doesn't make any sense that you would just say okay, if you have a vaccine then all of a sudden that's what never made sense. They said if you have vaccine that you're you're automatically uh uh you know, assume not to have COVID.
1: Right. Well, um, a friend I was talking to this morning who was telling me about um, United Healthcare rolling back on testing every week. Um, he he. So he's had it one time. He's had what? COVID. Okay. One time, and um, so several people in the office have had it multiple times, and they're vaccinated. You know, he's the only one in his office not vaccinated, mm-hmm. and everyone else has had it two and three times. the vac- The ones that are vaccinated. Yeah, but they test him every week.
0: Well, there's been
1: not the not the ones that are vaccinated.
0: You know, speaking of that, is there was a uh, some data coming out of I, I can't remember where it is, but uh, Alex Berenson, who's a guy that kind of is on top of this vaccine breaking news stuff, he said that there's there's data coming out of I forgot what country it is. You can go to his Substack if you go to my podcast uh, page. It's on the one of the links anyway. Alex Berenson Substack, and it says that. Uh, People who've had the vaccine are more likely to get COVID. And that's something that this data is showing. That's not his opinion. That's what mm-hmm. the data is showing from these other countries. And so it'll be interesting to see if it ever comes out, what happens. You know, They'll probably drop it, mm-hmm. would be my guess, because yeah. they'll never get studied here. But there is this data that shows that people who are vaccinated potentially are more likely to get COVID,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: we've kind of seen and Right.
1: I would like to know more about hydroxychloroquine. I wish they would study that more and give patients the proper dosing.
0: Right. Instead of the dosing that's like three times the therapeutic amount. Right. Yeah. They did that with um, uh, hydroxychloroquine. And um, I don't know if they ever did it with ivermectin where they gave them too much. Uh, I think no. they gave him too little. Actually, ivermectin
1: is now on the list of um, medications um, to treat COVID.
0: I read on the CDC. Yeah, that's that's medications that are being investigated to treat COVID. Okay, so, It's not CDC approved. Okay, but yes, you're right. It is on the website under under medications that mm-hmm. are being investigated to prevent mm-hmm. to treat COVID or whatever. Um. This is a kind of a scary situation. It says, this is from redstate.com. It says, FBI turns up on the doorstep of a Trump supporter who wasn't even at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Did yeah, you read about that? Yeah,
1: I read this when you printed
0: it. Uh, so she was uh, apparently not at the U.S. Capitol, but these FBI agents just showed up at her door and said, hey, we heard you were there.
1: Yeah, an anonymous tip, supposedly, right? Right.
0: And then she had to go and show them that she wasn't. So here's the first story. Is it illegal now to go to the Capitol on certain days? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's this 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 uh, kind of police state action that we're now becoming uh, seems to be normal? Right.
1: The thing is, who cares if she was there? Right. Or she's not allowed to stand outside the Capitol?
0: Well, you know, I the, mean, if
1: you don't have her on video,
0: yeah. you know, if if you don't doing have something, her something,
1: vi- why would you just. I mean, how many other people have they done this to? A lot. Knock, knock. Hi. A were lot. you at the Capitol on the 6th?
0: There's a. Um, uh, okay. Kt McPherson, I think, is her name. Anyway, there's this a Trump official, uh, assistant Trump. Uh, I think it's just in the Department of State. Um, anyway, she was, she had this happen to her. They came to her and they said, "Look, we heard you were on the Capitol on this day," and she had to go and show them that she wasn't. And she was able to show them. To, but yeah, what is the law that's broken? Well, you, what
1: if you're just sitting at home though, too? Just you know. I'm just. I just stayed home all day. I yeah. don't, there's no witnesses. Yeah. Well, they gonna do. What if you didn't the,
0: have it in your calendar? Mm-hmm. You know. Well,
1: I know. I just read that Simone Gold just got. Doctor Simone Gold just got out of prison. Yes. And she had to spend eight days in quarantine all alone because she refused to take the vaccine right. when she was put in prison.
0: Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, they put her in the prison because she pled guilty to uh, what? She plead guilty to basically walking in the Capitol, which yeah. they called something else. Well, obstructing I, a proceeding. Right. You know?
1: I did see her on video she's she's walking in the Capitol Mm -hmm. she didn't realize um, you know she didn't know what was going on but she was walking in the Capitol I
0: don't know it says one New Jersey woman Lisa Gallagher has come forward saying the FBI showed up on her doorstep the morning after the Joe Biden delivered delivered his anti-MAGA speech uh Gallagher is not a quote Trump ally. She's just a regular person who's who supports Trump. She appeared on Tucker Carlson to share her story. FBI showed up at her doorstep. She said she was uh, did nothing wrong. She watched Biden's speech the night before, so she thought it was political. She explained to the FBI agents that she, they had the FBI agents explained to her they would received an anonymous tip that she was at the Capitol on January six. She invited them into their her home and showed them her calendars to show her that she had been at, that she hadn't been at the Capitol that day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But what they're doing now is they, they've they tried to make it to where uh, political disagreement with the establishment uh, is grounds for basically saying that you are uh, an insurrectionist.
1: Well, Biden just basically said so.
0: Yeah. On his speech. Yes, he did. He called MAGA Republicans. Mm-hmm. That's why I say we're MAGA podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, MAGA Republicans are insurrectionists. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in the... And this is really uh, scapegoating is what they're doing. They're scapegoating people of a different political political persuasion than themselves. But they did that too. Um, they're doing this, but then they're also doing uh, other things that are making it really scary Is uh or to stack here. They're trying to now track your gun purchases uh, with your credit card statements.
1: Right. Uh, Certain credit cards.
0: Right. American Express. Yeah. PJ Media. Credit card companies now will categorize gun store sales separately. Credit card giants, Visa, MasterCard, and American Express will start categorizing sales of guns from gun shops using a new merchant code for the International Organization of Standardization. Previously, individual sales from gun stores were categorized as general merchandise.
1: So can you buy a gun with cash? Yeah. Okay, then that's, mm-hmm. you know. that's
0: what people are going to do. Yeah,
1: just pay ca- with cash. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid that you have to do that, but yeah. just pay with
0: cash. And then the idea is, what would they do with this information if they do have all these codes that say you bought guns? Right?
1: Are they going to have this list and um, review it every so often and say, "Oh, this person bought five guns. Maybe he's going to go shoot up a school." And then cross
0: reference it with, uh, yeah, you know, did they also post something on Facebook? See, that's the thing with these tech, this tech that we have now, this tracking that you can do with Facebook and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff. They can track everything that you do, anything you do electronically check in on your phone somewhere you can get it tracked if you have the damn app on your phone even and you're just traveling it can track you well
1: yeah you I don't mean, have to check in right and it's always asking you can we track you right and then now my phone gives me three options
0: no only when I'm using the app or all the time go yeah. ahead and track me yes yeah but yeah what if they use this information and they can I mean like I said they can do so much with tech now that's it's, it's almost hard to comprehend how complex they can get things. But I could see in the future where they track your your your, your uh, purchases of things like this, and then they may have uh, separate items that say, "Oh, well, the, this person also purchased uh, you know Jordan Peterson uh, uh, tickets." So that's another thing they're going to code that mm-hmm. a certain way. So they co- they get all these things stuck together, and they said now. We're going to see, oh, did they attend a political rally? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, maybe they didn't do a crime, but maybe we should just go send the FBI to go check on them anyway. Right. And they'll they'd be like this lady, Lisa Gallagher. They'll, she'll just have to say, you know, oh, you you know, know, we know you bought guns. We need you to show us the guns now.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Like they did that one guy that right. showed up at his home.
0: At the ATF. Yeah. Yeah. The ATF showed up at his home. They said, we noticed you purchased some guns and we need to see the guns. And the guy's like, uh, okay. So he went in his house and he had a doorbell that recorded people. And the two ATF agents were sitting there with their flak jackets on and their guns drawn. Mm-hmm. Or not guns drawn, but their guns ready. Mm-hmm. And they said, um one of the ATF agents said to the other one, says I he doesn't believe we're cops. And the other guy said, yeah, I don't blame him. But that's the kind of things they're doing. I mean,
1: yes. And How think- can you do that?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know. It seems I
1: mean, how can you just show up at someone's house and I have to go? I have to show you my personal property.
0: Well, how can you go? How can you go to someone's house and search their wife's underwear drawer for uh, documents that the National Archives want? You know, Mm -hmm. that's what they did to the president. Right. How can they do any of this stuff? I guess the point is, is they can do it until they're made not to do it because they're not going to stop it on their own. No laws are going to restrict them. They're not. It's like uh, criminals. You know, criminals don't behave uh, legally. So if you put up a sign that says "no guns" and a criminal wants to go and shoot people, he's just mm-hmm. going to go shoot them. Mm-hmm. And the same idea is if you have these people who are tyrannical in nature and want to go over and above their call of duty, whether they be law enforcement or politicians or whatever, they're just going to do it until they're told they can. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they get told they can't usually is by courts. That's why it's. That's really our only fallback as courts Mm -hmm. at this stage. Right. Uh, So that's kind of scary. But I think the FBI and uh, all this whole reason is not to necessarily arrest people.
1: It's to scare them.
0: Scare them. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. It's to quiet them. Even I think about it sometimes. I'm thinking about, you know, what if I'm on this, doing this stuff on this podcast and, you know, somebody flags it and then. You know, they just they show just up. They look at
1: our house like, oh, my God, they have a Trump flag hanging
0: in yeah. their yard. And yeah. And or they, and are they, they're
1: both registered Republicans. And they don't
0: have to arrest you, but they could say, hey, slide it over to their friend and say, you might want to look into these people's uh, license through mm. their through their uh, business. Mm. Make sure all their licenses are up to date.
1: Right. <laughs> and, and the
0: Department of Revenue, maybe they should take a look at them, mm-hmm. too, just to make sure, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of harassment. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it takes a person who's not otherwise inclined to speak out and just be quiet. Mm-hmm. And they don't—they don't share anything on Facebook because they don't want to draw the wrath of the FBI, for instance. And so, I think that's the reason. That's—I think that's what they're doing. Is they're trying to basically make people a little scared. Because mm-hmm. I was—I was listening to the radio the other day, and who was it? Oh, it was uh, Marsha Blackburn, Senator Blackburn from Tennessee. And she said, a scared population is easier to control.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And I think that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Charlie Crist is uh, going off the deep end called Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Ron DeSatan.
1: Yeah. He's lost his mind.
0: This from the Daily Wire. Florida Democrat gubernatorial candidate, Charlie Crist, gubernatorial candidate here in Florida... Democrat compared himself to Jesus in a bizarre stump speech that was uncovered this week during the speech he said he was fighting against quote the Satan a reference to the state's popular Republican governor Ron DeSantis
1: yeah he's gone and he's gone mad I mean the the, the speech he gave a couple weeks ago about President Biden
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean none of it was true uh what did he say Biden's doing this wonderful oh, job yeah.
0: I think he's pining for uh he's a the job. best
1: president ever.
0: Yeah, the things he says are a borderline uh, manic. Yeah, it's crazy. And the way he says it is is odd.
1: Even if you're a Democrat, if you're a Democrat, it doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican. Inflation is infecting everyone, and there's no way that he can sit there and say that the president's doing a wonderful job.
0: Well, that's what the I mean. That's what the White House is saying. <laughs> I don't see how anybody could say that. But
1: no, how could you possibly say that? Everyone has to buy food. Everyone has to buy food and everyone has to see the difference. Even if you're on food stamps, your food stamps, are not they're not going as far. Well, that's why
0: we have to give more money to Ukraine so we can beat Russia. <laughs> Don't you know?
1: Yeah, that's what he says. I know. We just have to keep giving them all of our money.
0: Yeah. And listen to this. This kind of ties in. He says, this is DeSantis. DeSantis. This is Chris, what he said. This is quote, quote uh this is a video of him he goes look at that sign right there you see those colors the blue and the yellow chris says does that remind you of the country that's in the news ukraine someone shouted in the audience yeah we're fighting for freedom too we're fighting for freedom too and Zelensky, president of Zelensky is amazing chris gushed and the courage and the strength and the decency he shows so this is really all very cultish
1: i i, I'm, I still do not have my finger wrapped around this war with russia and ukraine there,
0: there's Zelensky with his yeah, wife this is
1: during the war
0: posing on the vogue cover
1: so this man is supposed to be leading his country but he has time to pose
0: yeah this is from breitbart it says you, you this is old it says ukraine Zelensky and wife pose for vogue while country country's invaded but the reason i printed it out is because of this quote he says and, and you know so we've been sending this money to ukraine for what i don't know it's just I guess so they build. can use it to beat Russia is the idea. Now, what does beating Russia mean? I don't know. Uh, does that mean they get them out of Ukraine? Does that mean they take over Russia? Right. Does
1: Russia, do they just turn away finally? I'm like, okay, we're going home now. You guys have money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What is the end? What is, you know, I don't know. I just don't really understand it. And and now we know that he wants more money, you know, so China can help build them back. Right.
0: Yeah, the Belt and Road, uh, they want to do that in Ukraine. It says in one portion of his interview with Vogue, Zelensky shrugged off crushing economic realities facing American taxpayers as they helped fund his country's war with Russia, plunging the U.S. further into inflationary pressures. This is a quote I'll be very honest and maybe not very diplomatic. Gas is nothing just try to imagine what I'm talking about happening in your home in your country would you still be thinking about gas prices electricity prices well guess what uh buddy it's not happening in our home so yeah. shut your mouth right. uh, you can't just go off running your mouth saying whatever your concerns are nothing because my country is taking it on the chin you're the damn president of your country why is your country taking it on the chin mm-hmm. you know if, if we got invaded by Canada let's say uh And then we're not going to be able to go on on TV and start crying to UK and France and Germany and saying, you guys don't worry about your problems because we're getting our asses invaded by Canada and you got to help us out and you got to help us out more. I know you've given us some, some, you got to give us more now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a really strange uh, tactic that Mm -hmm. you take, but it works because they're getting money. Yeah,
1: it's working.
0: People say it's a money laundering situation.
1: I, I, you know, think there's something...
0: How can you give forty two billion to a country no strings attached right, and just say here, use this money to fight russia
1: The thing is i haven't even seen in the news anymore about the war well, I
0: did actually printed out something about that. They have the biggest uh earlier this week or last or was it late last week the big uh, news was that uh Ukraine was pushing back on Russia. they pushed Russia out of the northern part, and they were Russia was currently. Running tail between its legs as fast as they could to get the hell out of Ukraine.
1: Yeah. That was the update. Yeah, that seems unlikely.
0: <laughs> and so it, that made me think of 1984, and they're always talking about 1984 how there's these three these three supercontinents they call them Eurasia, East Asia, and then what was then UK but they call it I don't even know what they call it oh Oceania mm-hmm. so those are the three super states in the 1984 world East, East Asia and Eurasia and Oceania so Oceania is what remains of United States and UK merged into together to become this tyrannical socialist state called Oceania then there's these two other states Eurasia and East Asia and they're fighting each other all the time and in the book they're always fighting against each other back and forth and then at different times in the book Oceania will be allied with Eurasia and then the next day they'll be allied with East Asia and they pretend like it never happened and it just mm-hmm. goes back and forth and so there's this uh there's this quote from the book uh, about when they found Emmanuel Goldberg's book about the uh, oligarchical collectivism which was basically Emmanuel Goldberg was enemy of the state big brother Uh, had found his book. And this was the chapter three of the Emmanuel Goldberg's book within the book of 1984. And this is from a uh, website called metabunk.org. And they went through and they highlighted some of the things. This is interesting. If you read this, this is what George Orwell wrote about the fictional wars between Eurasia and East Asia. And listen to how, uh, how it kind of gels today talking about our wars. It says, and it's not just our war now with Ukraine or Russia through Ukraine, but it's, wars with afghanistan iraq uh before in syria remember where syria was a big deal Mm -hmm. when's the last time you heard anything about syria
1: i haven't until you
0: just mentioned but remember syria was like every day we had to worry about syria Mm -hmm. okay so it says it is a warfare of limited aims between two combatants who are unable to destroy one another and have no material cause for fighting and are not divided by any genuine ideological difference the primary aim of modern warfare In accordance with the principles of doublethink, this aim is simultaneously recognized and not recognized by the directing brains of the inner party, is to use up the products of the machine without raising the general standard of living. The central act of war is destruction, not necessarily of human lives, but of the products of human labor. War is a way of shattering to pieces or pouring into the stratosphere or sinking into the depths of the sea materials which would might be otherwise used to make the masses too comfortable and hence in the long run too intelligent their lives are dedicated to world conquest conquest but they are also know that it is necessary that the war should continue everlastingly and without victory. Here it is necessary to repeat what has been said earlier that by becoming continuous, war has fundamentally changed its character. In past ages, a war almost by definition was something that was sooner or later came to an end, usually an unmistakable victory or defeat. If it eats up the surplus of consumable goods and helps us to preserve, The special mental atmosphere that a hierarchical, it helps us to eat up the surplus of consumable goods, and it helps to preserve the special mental atmosphere that a hierarchical society needs. The war is waged by each ruling group against its own subjects, and the object of war is not to make or prevent conquest of territory, but to keep the structure of society intact. So basically this thing is saying Mm -hmm. the point of war is to keep people poor, Mm-hmm. to keep people not intelligent, not engaged in what's going on and to keep the pecking order in place where you have the defense contractors, the government, all the special interests, you know, Zelensky and all those guys and then us, we're just here footing the bill. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that yeah, sound interesting? Yeah, it's
1: like the last war, 20 years? Yeah. And then they just leave everything behind.
0: Yeah. and And what happens when you leave all that stuff behind? Does that mean you don't replace it?
1: Yeah, it's going to be, it has to be replaced.
0: Exactly.
1: So, but then they, so the country where we left it, they just get to do whatever they want with it. Keep it, sell it, whatever. Yeah. And then yes,
0: we'll have to buy. We have to buy it again. We have to replace it. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how it works? How how, how well that works out for certain parts of society.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, lots of money. I just think about how we are at our home. (laughs) We don't like to waste anything. Yeah. You know, even food, just, you know, yeah. finish your plate or yeah. save it for tomorrow. Or
0: give it, at least give it to the chickens.
1: Right. And, and you know, it might cost like $5, but this is trillions of dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought it was interesting is that that to me makes sense about what war is about. Mm-hmm. War is about destruction of disposable income of its citizens. And it's about keeping people in the pecking order keeping the very rich and powerful the ones that are making the wars funding the wars and profiting off the wars like you said 20 years in Afghanistan
1: yeah 20 years what were they doing for and what did we years? get nothing yeah
0: if you were to take a picture of Afghanistan in 20 uh, 2001 right before they launched the uh, uh, right before bin Laden orchestrated these uh, terrorist attacks and take a picture of it now, there would be no discernible difference, except for the fact that the Taliban has some pretty kick-ass weapons now. <laughs> yeah. But beyond that, like thank you, United States. But beyond that, actually, I take that back. The Taliban has more land now than they ever had. They have the whole country now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's really crazy. Uh so there's a lot of other stuff in here. I don't know what oh, this is kind of interesting. Uh well, let's see if we should do that one or this one. This is this one's kind of disgusting, actually. I don't know if we should do this one or not. I'll go ahead and do it. Dailywire.com. Candace Owens says Kim Kardashian is a quote prostitute. Mother is a quote pimp over new Ray J allegations about the infamous sex tape. So Kim Kardashian became famous by having a sex tape leaked.
1: Right. That was years and years ago.
0: Correct. Ray J, full name William Ray Norwood Jr., claimed over the weekend that Kardashian and Jenner were in on the release of the sex tape from the start, which mother and daughter have denied. The singer also shockingly claimed that Jenner watched different sex tapes of her daughter and Ray J, and picked the video that she thought made Kardashian look best.
1: Well, I read an article months ago where he said the same something very similar that yeah. she was aware that mm-hmm. this tape was released. Now, this is obviously new, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not surprised.
0: Well, let's think about it. Let's say that it is true uh, think of, well, think about how fortuitous it is anyway. Mm-hmm. If not for this sex tape, would we have known who Kardashian is, Kim Kardashian? no probably not right
1: most likely not
0: okay think about how much money has been generated from a sex tape potentially Mm -hmm. downstream now they had to be they had to do their own thing but like i said if this sex tape had never risen if kim kardashian just said approach some company and said look i want to make a show Mm -hmm. called the kardashians would she have been given the time of day
1: it's hard to tell but i mean they are they are all beautiful women and they beautiful women all the sisters um and they all do seem to be entrepreneurs they have you know clothing well, line yeah, billions ma- of dollars yes makeup line you know perfume um yes but the sex tape was probably the start of their careers
0: mm-hmm. you know they said like helena Troy was a face that launched a thousand ships uh kim kardashian is the uh, sex tape that launched billions of dollars Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah. I mean, I'm sure they had money anyway because, you know, their father was a lawyer Yeah, and then, you know, Chris Jenner was married to what's his, uh, what's her name now?
0: Caitlin, Caitlin Jenner, Caitlin Jenner, Bruce,
1: Bruce Jenner. So, Caitlin. you know, he had money too. So it's not like they came from a line of poor, you know, poor family. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I've watched, I've watched a couple episodes and I would never allow my children to watch it. I feel like you really will. Your brain cells will just melt away.
0: Candace Owens called her a prostitute and her mother a pimp. <laughs> not only is it disgusting, but their plan worked, conservative emphasized. Kim Kardashian is a billionaire today, and the, and she is, by the way, still selling sex. I hold the opinion that Kim Kardashian is a prostitute. I'm not going to edit this opinion. Kim Kardashian is a prostitute. Her mother is a pimp. Worse than a prostitute. Kim Kardashian is a corpse. She's a body without a soul. Jeez. Oh my! Um, Candace Owens said that. Yeah. Wow! Don't hold back. It probably
1: is true because you know this sex tape was out. I don't know, ten maybe ten years ago. Probably longer. fifteen. Yeah. So,
0: because hell, not, I think I'm, she was married. to What's his name for ten years?
1: So I'm not even sure why the guy that was in the sex tape. Why, um, you know, why is it coming out now?
0: Well, maybe because he wanted some money.
1: You know. You know. I maybe
0: think, he approached the Kardashians and said, "Look, unless you pay me, I'm going to go." I'm, you know basically blackmail maybe but they're so rich they don't care oh uh, what else is there uh i wanted to say da, 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 da. there's one other thing in here oh this thing about buddha judge he says this is coming to a coming to a state near you potentially this is from gateway pundit last month California Air Resources Board approved a regulation that will ban the sale of newly, new gas-powered automobiles by 2035. No gas-powered vehicles with a model year of 2035 or beyond will be sold in the state. This is in California.
1: By 2035?
0: Yes. And, and it says here that Judge thinks that this is a good idea for us. For Florida? For the for America.
1: Oh, for America. Well, does Buttigieg realize that um, right now people in California... have to turn their air conditionings off in the evening Mm -hmm. and they should not run their appliances
0: Yep. there it goes here the problems with electric cars were made painfully obvious during last week's brutal heat wave in the Golden State Governor Gavin Newsom's office sent a text message out to the 27 million residents asking them to reduce their energy usage to avoid rolling blackouts
1: well one of our patients her daughter nine months pregnant
0: oh yes she was, yeah. She had to, I guess, turn off her air conditioning. Yeah,
1: and her daughter was miserable. And I said, "Why is she miserable? I mean, I know she's nine months pregnant. You're miserable. She you goes, have oh, to she, turn it she off. She doesn't have any air right now. I'm like, she doesn't have any air. She goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I I didn't realize. You know, I was. I and then I went back and I read the article. So,
0: what's to keep them from turning their air on? I mean, do they have a way of tracking you, or uh, I'm sure they do. I know Gavin Newsom's air wasn't off.
1: I'm um, sure. I mean, he gave his little pep talk in a sweater.
0: So. Right, it was so cold in his office.
1: Yeah, so she's nine months. Well, she's delivered by now. But yeah, she's nine months pregnant And in the evening. During a heat wave, she is not allowed to run her air. And, you know, people working, coming home, they can't make dinner for their families because they can't use their appliances.
0: Mm-hmm. It says, naturally, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg likes the idea of electric vehicle mandate a lot. Pete Buttigieg appeared on the Issue Is podcast Friday in Los Angeles. He expressed serious interest in rolling out a similar plan at the federal level.
1: These people are so out of touch.
0: Mm-hmm. Listen to what he says. It's interesting to see how these states are trying to go above and beyond to see what we're doing at the federal level, go above and beyond what we're doing at the federal level. This is Buttigieg. I'm really interested to follow these developments while continuing to set a national policy as base, a baseline for all this. We need to move in the direction of electric vehicles, and look, industry is already there. At least one of major automakers says they're not even planning to make gas cars past 2035. We're going to make sure this happens quickly enough to help us beat climate change. What in the hell is he smoking?
1: You know, why do... You know, I don't understand why people think that we have to go along with what they think. They, he thinks everyone should have electric cars. Why well, don't want an electric car. Why do they think it's okay to make us do what they want? You know, what they want.
0: Because if we don't, climate change.
1: Climate change. Yeah. When I was reading about Martha's Vineyard this morning, I was thinking of, a, you know, Barack living on he's his really island. He's really worried about
0: climate change. Yeah. He's
1: living on his island.
0: But see, listen to this. I know you can't believe this. We've got to make sure this happens quickly enough to help us beat climate change there's no way that he's that stupid
1: he apparently is i mean we did see a picture of him and his husband laying in a hospital bed like they just gave birth
0: yeah <laughs> i i don't know i i just think that i think of this is and, and this is kind of i've been thinking about this is i think these people cannot honestly believe because of what you said about plugging into the grid and can't plug into the grid you can't run the air mm-hmm. conditioner so obviously this is not going to work Uh, you know, Elon Musk is a smart man. Okay. He knows it's not going to be this way either. But I think what you do is you say it's going to happen now. And what you do is you drive demand to these companies. And then you, before you drive the demand or while you're driving the demand, you do like a Paul Pelosi. You buy a bunch of stock in that company, in that industry, you invest millions of dollars, billions of dollars in the industry. And you drive demand to it by saying, look, the government's going to force you to do this. The government's going to force you to do that. People get scared. They say, shit, I better, I better buy an electric car. And then the industry stock prices rise. And then what happens, like always happens with every climate change deadline, is it comes and it passes. And then they make another deadline. Mm-hmm. So what will happen is in 2035, you know, all these people that bought all these electric cars and invested in wind energy and got... All these special things installed in their house because they're worried because they're like, oh, you know, after this I'm not going to be able to drive a gas car. Mm-hmm. 2035 rolls around and they're going to say, "Well, we didn't meet our deadline, but we're going to make it 2050." Now, mm-hmm. in the meantime, in the past 25 or in the past 15 years, they banked.
1: Yeah, we'll that's ne- got to be we'll what it's never about. fall for it. Do you remember our cell phones?
0: <laughs> One.
1: We were told you better get new cell phones. Oh yeah.
0: No, nope. they're not nope. gonna
1: work. Now we're just gonna hold on to ours. But then, sure I will, enough, oh send wow, a free my one. phone doesn't work.
0: Oh well, now I got a free Remember, one. Though. You
1: got a free one because yeah. they're like, God, this guy's pathetic. Oh, yeah. We could not force him to buy a new yeah. phone.
0: I got a free one from AT and T, and then like two months later, I switched to Pure Talk. Yeah, which you can do too if you go to dr. slash podcast. There's a offer for a twenty dollar credit on your statement, along with the Atlas MD offer for three hundred dollars. Uh, credit basically an extra month and then there's one for uh, somebody else. Our price, Athletic Greens.
1: Uh, and um, Pure Talk, so it's half of the price, half the price of what we were paying with AT&T and they use the AT&T Towers. Yes. So our service is just the same.
0: I think our service is basically 95% mm-hmm. the same.
1: We definitely do have a few spots yes. where I did have service, like I'm picking up Kaylee and her right. line for whatever reason we don't have service right. But there. it's not
0: worth an extra $40 yeah. a month or whatever. Yeah, if I
1: agree. Mm-hmm. And we did use it out of state and it worked fine.
0: Yeah. So Pure Talk, if you're interested in saving some cash, uh, go to com slash podcast and click on the Pure Talk offer. And the offer is basically is you get $20 off your credit if you go through that link. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, you get a $20 credit on your statement if you go through that link. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy with our Pure Talk. Now, customer service is a different story. Um, it's a very long wait yes. time.
0: Well, that's the same everywhere, but, though. I yeah. mean, I haven't tried calling AT and T lately, but oh well, well, we got a lot of stuff here, but unfortunately, it's not going to make it into the podcast. But we thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in coming in for a consultation, please do so here uh, in Lutz, just north of Bears on uh, Florida Avenue. And Tracy and I will discuss with you your desires and needs and see if it's a good fit. And if not, we'll show you the door. No. (laughs) And if you don't agree with us politically, we'll we'll show you the door. No, that's not true.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not
0: true. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you agree politically as long as, like I said, you are into patient freedom and you're into uh, patient liberty and us liberty too. Liberty is what we're into. Mm -hmm. And a liberal technically should be into liberty. A libertarian should be into liberty and a conservative should be into liberty. So it works for everybody. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Until next time, we will uh, we'll see you later. Bye bye.